This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We stay with our focus then on uh, human rights. Of course, uh, um, yesterday the country commemorating Human Rights Day. The um, the Centre for Child Law has raised concern of repeated incidents of adults and the state of failing to uphold their duty of, as of caregivers to, to protect the rights of children. The centre is calling on government and professional bodies to ensure that the rights of children to basic education and dignity are taken seriously. Of course, there was the recent case that happened at Lubutu, Lubutu Junior Secondary School in the Eastern Cape, which was probably the most egregious case of uh, one of the most egregious cases of uh, human rights abuses and uh, not just that of uh, children but uh, certainly one that was a, sho- a real shocker let's speak to the center from the center for child law we have on the line Car- uh, director karabo oza karabo good morning and thank you for joining us good morning Titi. thank you for having me Let's start first with your reflecting on that uh, the case in Lubutu in, uh, in the Eastern Cape, Lubutu Junior Secondary School. You know, about what this uh, incident actually tells us about where we are. You know, it speaks volumes about, firstly, obviously, the most obvious one is, uh, you know, the, the abuse, the brazen abuse of, the, of power by this, um, this principal of the school. But it also goes, speaks a lot about, about the vulnerability, once again, of children and how they actually find themselves in a situation where they feel that something like this can, is, is acceptable. The power dynamics there, I think, uh, are frightening. Yes, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. So there's the abuse of power from, from the side of um, the school to how children are still quite seen as objects and really not as rights bearers as persons worthy of being protected, despite the fact that our constitution has special rights that it has given to to children, we find um, increasingly, or actually maybe let's say it was never really that one could see that um, as South Africans we really respect children's rights uh, and we see children as individuals that uh, deserve their own um, protection and, and the protection of their dignity. So this is an indication of how um, we also don't care. I mean, for somebody to say to a child, well, you're a child, um, you know, even if you're offering him money, I mean, mm. that's one of the most vulnerable children in that, mm. he, you know, the child thinks, ah, if I get this, maybe I can buy a, a millennial for me and my, my family because we saw that the story is that the child is an orphan who's in a very uh, bad home circumstances. That is exploitative. That is horrible. And mm. one of the things that I really worry about and I keep asking and telling everybody about children is that, how are we going to actually remind people to care? Like, you know, um, and, and that's why we, we wrote a statement with Section 27 last week, because we, we need to start taking the individuals up. Maybe if we do that and we hang them out to dry and we litigate against mm. individuals and not departments only, maybe people will start caring a bit about children's rights because we've been talking, we've been having meetings, we write nice statements to remind people what children's rights mean. Um, and most of our litigation, obviously, is always against government. But I think it's high time that when things like this happen, mm. this principle must account. And we're going to be watching this because, um, you know, we have a case that uh, has to do with the copper punishment and space and the response to, to those cases. Mm. So we want the individual people to start being taken up and maybe they can start 
reflecting about what if this was my child or what if this mm. was me when I was it a also, child yeah. because that is lacking. Yeah. yeah, It also speaks to where we are as a society that we live in a, uh, in a country of two worlds almost, like in two separate countries where two separate laws that seem to uh, apply. It is very unlikely that something like this would have happened in an urban context, like in an area like um, Johannesburg, you know, where, yeah. you know, even if the child had been forced to, but they would, it would have happened under serious duress. But here you have a situation where the child almost felt like they were obligated or there would be consequences for them. So almost where you wonder about the, whether people even know what their rights are in, other com- in most communities in this country. Most definitely, but you know, we've also seen, and, and we, when we try to engage, um, we've done a few cases where we engage with children directly in places where they, they live, and you can see, as you say, there is that fear. They might know their rights, but to rise up against it, I mean, there's a study that was done, particularly in the Eastern Cape in relation to corporal punishment, and children said how, you know, they, they know that it's wrong, but what else can they do? What mm. other options are there for them? So they would know, but the, 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 the circumstances are such as that for them to rise up, um, you know, and, and, and voice it um, is, is problematic because those are the people they live with in community. Maybe there's also a certain way that children are viewed in that particular community. Mm. But we need we need to also look at something, Titi, about this case is that, that again, you know, I, I didn't want to single out government, but um, this is because government has failed to put toilets in those schools. Yes. And we know that yes. has been going on for how long? Um, and I was really looking at this and feel, I'm thinking, can't business also come and assist? Why do we still have so many schools where children have to themselves use those pit latrines? Now you have a child being forced to go. You know, I was thinking about, like, in my, my head, what happened to that child? And I think everybody must think about that. What happened to that child? Taking off his clothes, going in there, and probably even getting into trouble when he got home mm. because he would be smelly, his clothes would be dirty, he would, you know? And who's to account for that? The teacher, the principal the whole system that has failed, that is still right. making yeah. it that children have to go to schools without infrastructure. Um, about, and everybody needs to, to be taken up. Great stuff. Yeah, absolutely important stuff that you're uh, highlighting there. Karaba Oza, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us this Thank morning. Thank you, Titi. She's a director at the Center for Child Law. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.